You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. There are a variety of skills patients could use to improve their overall quality of care while saving time and money. How can our offices help patients improve their skills? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Maria Hester, a board-certified internal medicine specialist with over 12 years of experience in direct patient care and patient education. She has a special interest in preventive medicine and empowering people to partner in their health care by teaching them patient skills. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Leslie. Dr. Hester, what can we do as physicians to improve the quality of our patients' care? One piece of the puzzle that has been missing for far too long is the empowerment piece. It's extremely important to empower our patients to partner in their health care. The reason being is that they can do a tremendous amount to help us help them. But we've had a very paternalistic health care system where the doctor has said jump and the patient has said how high, and patients resent that, and they often don't follow our advice, and that's just not the best way to do things. There was a recent study at the Ohio State University by Dr. Donald Segala, and he studied the impact of providing elderly patients with a communication skills booklet. The booklet was given about three days before their visits, and it found that having this booklet did not increase overall length of the interview. However, patients were significantly more engaged and were able to provide more information when compared to their counterparts who had no training. And so on one end, a lot of physicians may want to control the visit and not bring patients into the visit. On the other hand, this study showed that this really helps the patient and it does not prolong the interview process. And so just imagine two sets of patients. One set is very engaged and is able to ask the appropriate questions and give the appropriate answers in a timely manner. The other set of patients has not had any training and is very circumferential, as most of our patients are through no fault of their own. And you ask a question and they sit there, hmm, well, um, I think this is what's going on, and or I wasn't really paying much attention or all the other things that people say when they're asked a question and they, they really just don't have a clue. And so simply by giving people information prior to the visit, information that will help them with help them during the visit, help them answer questions, help them ask the appropriate questions, that is profound. And I, I really love the fact that they did this study because I have long felt that if you teach patients how to communicate and how to partner in their health care, they will fare better. And so one thing I think that clinicians can do is just realize that our goal is not to tell patients this is what you do. Our goal is to partner with them, understand their feelings and their goals, and be able to get this information from them in a timely way and in a way that is going to be comfortable to them, comfortable to us, in a way that's going to help them decrease their costs and so forth. Because the bottom line is when you're a good doctor, you care about your patients, and your patients know that they're cared for, your practice is going to do well because you're going to get referrals. People are going to continue to come back to you. And the sense of satisfaction that you'll have is tremendous. And that's why we went into this. It wasn't for the money. It was because we have the ability to help people. Now, I would imagine that technology has really helped savvy 
physicians in this whole process. Can you share what you've suggested in your work, how technology can can help this whole process? Well, there are several things. For instance, having a website is quick and simple. I think I, I probably spend $7 a month or so for my website. It is a tremendous site. I could have probably 150 emails if I wanted them. I could do a live chat room. I could do a bulletin board. There are forms that I could just fill out if I wanted to do patient surveys. The potential is tremendous. It's extremely inexpensive. It takes very little time. And having been illiterate in the Internet not that long ago and being able to get a website up and running in an hour now, it just speaks to how simple it is. Anybody who can turn on a computer and go on the Internet can read through the instructions and get a site up and running in a short period of time. So that's one thing, having your own Internet site. You can do teleseminars. You can do webinars where the patients are signed into a room online and there's just something active going on with PowerPoint presentations or whatever or a simple teleseminar. You can get 100, 200 people you know, to, to call in to a specific number. And the one that I'm aware of is freeconference.com. It doesn't cost anything to have that unless you want the 800 number. But if you just want them to call into a local number, then it doesn't cost anything. And you can do a lot of educating. You can do seminars and do all sorts of things to educate your patients for little of nothing. And so those are a couple of things. We can get the secured messaging system so patients can send us emails. But the, the possibilities are endless, as is the Internet. It's just incredible what we can do. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is internist Dr. Maria Hester. We're discussing how to incorporate basic techniques in your everyday patient encounters. Now, Dr. Hester, how about for those patients that, that don't have a computer or aren't Internet savvy? What can we do to help them? Well, one thing we can do is just give them handouts. We can give them brochures. I have some brochures on my site in the profession, medical professionals area that doctors can order, but there are plenty of things that I have on the site that don't cost anything. They can download them. They can print them. They can make many copies, and I don't mind the fact that you know they do that. I'm giving permission by all means. Go to the article library. Print the article on Know Your Chest Pain. Print this article, that article, whatever you like to do. Anything on that site, you have my permission to print and copy and give to your patients. You know, there are various things we can do. Giving patients a checklist of how to prepare for a visit is very important. For instance, a doctor may feel, before you come to see me the next time, I want you to think through the what's, the where's, the who's, the how's, and the so forth about your illness. Before you come, I want you to make sure you have your insurance card. I want you to bring your spouse or somebody who can speak on your behalf because you may not remember all of these things, particularly if you're older or if you're particularly ill. It's good to have somebody there with you, another set of ears who can explain this to you again. It's good to bring a notebook so you can jot down questions. You know, when you sign the patients out, you can have a discharge instruction sheet that you can get templates for, or, you know, you could just write out, these are your new medications. Continue this medicine for this reason, this many times a day, stop this medicine. Your diagnosis is, and you give the specific diagnosis, and encourage them to keep these things in a little folder. They can get a 25-cent folder 
at Kmart or Walmart, and they can keep all this stuff in in these folders. They can get handouts on just a concise way to keep your medical information. For instance, my health records had a glance page on um, patientschool.net, something that can be downloaded and copied. It has a chart, medications, medication allergies, medical problems, family history, and so forth. And it can be done on both sides. And the person can just fold it up, keep it in his wallet, and so the person always has access to very important medical information. These are but a few things that we can do to empower our patients. And as we approach this 2020 deadline, or to think that we may be short 200,000 of us, we need to really be actively engaged in doing those things to help patients take control. We just cannot do it all. It's not possible. And we need to be in a mode of empowering our patients to get the best care that they can get and not to break the bank doing so. One of the things that that certainly bothers me in my practice, and I know many of my colleagues, is just the avalanche of forms that we have to fill out for patients now. How how can we do a better job at getting those done and, and maybe even getting paid to do it? Well, certain doctors charge based on what type of form it is, of course. And as far as how we get those things done, that will be quite a challenge because there is a tremendous difference between filling out a five-page request for medical information for insurance and filling out just a one-page sheet for an upcoming job. Nevertheless, if you find a lot of patients in any particular category, it may be you know, worth your while to develop some form of template on your computer such that you can copy and paste and things along those lines to get this done. And for instance, if you wanted to scan you know, a document and type up the answer, that would make it a lot quicker for those of us who type quickly because I know when I write very fast, I can't read my writing. Sometimes I even type up my hospital notes because it's much more legible. And if I have a lot of nuances, the patient feels this, he said this, or I need to go on and on and on, I want all that in the document, I can do that in three minutes. If I were to write two full sheets, it would take me forever. And so we all have different aptitudes, and so I would just say that we should all focus on those things that we do best and come up with innovative ways to incorporate them into the things that we do to get the best outcome. Makes sense. So I'd like to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. We have been discussing how to improve not only our efficiency, but the patient's experience in our office with Dr. Maria Hester. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening.